You are listening to the MX Vice post-race podcast presented by Fly Racing. Have you checked out their Formula helmet yet? Well, you should because Fly Racing has redefined expectations in both safety and performance with the Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring the Rion technology, Conehead EPS and a 12k carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula helmet to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Fly Racing Formula helmet changed the game. Okay, uh, Tim Geiser, MXGP of Garda Trentino. Uh, first of all, you won the world title this week. So brilliant. That's a good thing, I think. <laughs> and then also race results. Uh, you grabbed a couple more GP wins this week. You've now had the most GP wins this season, which means that you actually are leading in lap sled, motor wins, podiums, everything. So I think that cuts, covers your season as a whole because lately, last month, you have been insanely dominant. So that's kind of continued here. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, I mean, it's been just incredible season for for us. You know, uh, you know, winning already fourth world title on Wednesday, and uh, you know, today ending the season with a GP win was was just amazing. You know, uh, so yeah, basically, you know, beginning of the season was was really good. You know, in March I really start good. I was feeling great, and then long break, and then when we came back in August, you know, in Latvia and Fiennes, and then first first two rounds in Manto, I was kind of like struggling. I was missing that consistency, you know, like I was just doing like one moto was good, the other was so-so. And then when I won my first GP uh, in Mantua, from then on, everything starts to click and, you know, I was just getting more better. You know, I get a little bit confidence back. Uh, I start to believe again that I can do it. And from then on, you know, I start to win motos win the GPs, I was more consistent, uh, also on the start we were working a lot and overall looking back, you know, it was a great season, you know, uh, you know, it was a weird one, let's say, you know, with the COVID and everything, but for us on the end was a nice one. Uh, one quick thing about today before we talk about the season as a whole, uh, you and Fevre obviously had amazing battles, he was ridiculously good in sector three and I know the mechanics put it on the board every lap. Uh, first of all, you did really good because you actually upped your times and almost matched him. But do you have any idea what he was doing on that part of the track? Because you were faster everywhere else, but I don't know what he was doing there. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, kind of like I was struggling all three GPs. So let's say all the week in the third sector, I always lost the most of the time there. Even when we were like doing uh, our laps, you know, in yeah. qualifications. I mean, all the other sectors were the same. Uh, but in the sector three, I lost like one second and a half, something like that. Uh, but then during the race, you know, uh, especially first one, uh, when he passed me and then I could follow him, I, I, I always hear, you know, like that I was faster on the other yeah. parts of the track. But when we came, you know, to the downhill and then back 80 and back, back 80 down, uh, there he always really came close to me. And then, uh, yeah, I follow him. I watch where he was going. I picked his lines because he have a good lines and then I could like match his time you know of course I think we were like quite similar also on the third one but um, anyway it was a nice battle today you know Roman was really really fast uh, we both had a good solid start in top five both motos 
so we could battle from the beginning um, so yeah it was it was a good uh, last GP of the year yeah so your season as a whole it is actually quite confusing to look at because Matali and Volkenswad you were amazing you and Jeffrey were clearly on another level compared to everyone else and then like you say we came back and you were in the Caroli sewer mix and the title fight was really wide open at that point and then again in the last month you've gone back to maybe be in the Matali and Volkenswad team who's separated from everyone else so was it really just winning that first overall in Mantova and, and getting the monkey off your back like was there setting changes like was there something that you can point to as the reason why you maybe weren't as good in Latvia and Faenza because honestly uh, going into Faenza I was thinking that would be the place where you would reel off motor wins every single time yeah you know I think it was the GP you know uh, the, when I won the GP yeah. in Mantua that was like you know the, the turning point I would say of the of the of the year uh, because before I had many moto wins you know I won I think until that race I won like eight yeah. motos or seven motos yes uh, but didn't win the overall that's that's what I said you know like I was not consistent I was like one moto I got a good start and then a good moto the other one was like bad start and then like we all say you know already many times it was really difficult to pass because everybody after that long break you know everybody when we came back was in shape you know everybody was fast uh, everybody recovered from the injuries that they had on the beginning of the season uh, so that's why you know it was like uh, really intense and also like the starts were really important you know even if you get like start in top seven you know normally that's a good start you know you just want to be in top 10 and then just work from there uh, but now it was difficult you know it was difficult to pass the guys even some tracks didn't really allow a lot of passing opportunities uh, especially Fayens I remember like it was kind of like one line yeah. that was the fastest one uh, so the racing was really intense and I remember that there you know like many many riders I mean top 10 was in one second you know in one lap uh, so uh, yeah yeah so it is funny because like people can sometimes go so deep in find, trying to find a reason but it really was as simple as you just needed to win an overall and get the monkey off your back because even thinking about it now uh, you won before then I think Imola last year was your th- uh, last win so you waited 14 no, I months I, I didn't won Imola no? no you didn't you won the title at Imola yeah, Lommel Lommel was the last one so, so that was basically August yeah so for 14 months you had to wait for your next overall win so I can imagine that did start to play with your head and like yeah. what the hell is going on yeah exactly I think it was you know that of course you know we had a long break you didn't race during the summer nothing but you know like also when I came when we came back in Latvia you know like I was there but also like from the beginning I didn't like the schedule of one day you know Uh, it was something new to everyone Uh, but I prefer let's say two days you know to get more track time to adjust the bike a little bit more Um, and that was kind of like new you know I always got arm pump in the first motos on the beginning uh, if I remember correct first three GPs in Kegoms and then even in Faenza I get arm pumps first moto uh, after was better because I had my one moto under the belt you know on the same track uh, but I was kind of like struggling but after I could like really relax you know like after uh, when I got the first mo- first uh, GP win you know in Mantova after that you know everything starts to click everything kind of like went back to normal you know like went back to 
to to to to to the right yeah. direction you know and uh, from then on like we said uh, everything starts to click i was scoring good starts you know starts were really really what i was struggling also in the beginning um but yeah overall i think i think that was you know like getting that first overall and then go from there you know uh, two more quick things looking back at your season now it is still very crazy to look at your results and see Lommel was your strongest week of the year. <laughs> Even now, we're two weeks on, it should have settled in by now, but that may be, 2020 was a weird year with COVID and everything, that may be the biggest story even more more than COVID. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Lommel was really, I, I mean, even myself, I was impressed with uh, with how well I was riding. Uh, with consistency that we put there, you know, we, we won two GPs and one time one time I was second um, you know coming to the Lommel you know uh, I know that Jorge you know like he's living there you know also Tony was living there in the past he was always fast on the sand uh, that's why I put a lot of you know effort during the winter to train on the sand you know and uh, it pays off you know we can see that I was like really relaxed on the track I was really enjoying riding the, the Lommel this year and uh, that's definitely good for the future, you know, like because that was kind of like the weakest yeah. point, you know, like where I was struggling the most. And I'm really happy and glad that uh, I feel also comfortable going racing on the sand now. And uh, last thing, uh, you're jumping straight into testing for next year this week, uh, this track, actually. Is there one thing already that you're thinking that you know you need to work on for next year, something you want to improve? Any new parts where you're like, right, we need to get that figured out? Like, do you already have things in your head um i mean like i said many times i'm really happy with the bike you know uh, of course we are planning to to try some different things like always you know uh japanese i mean like engineers in japan you know they are working full time always you know to to get the bike even better you know it's for me that's so impressive because you know like they bring something new you know and then you say like how they can do even better and they always every year came with something new and that is even better so uh you know uh, yeah like you said we are starting to test on tuesday so basically just one day off <laughs> and then uh already starting the new season <laughs> yeah roman fever uh, mxgp of uh, garda trentino really good day for you really fast which has kind of been a story all week uh, obviously didn't quite get the overall tied on points are you disappointed not to win the overall or are you just happy generally uh, that you were maybe the fastest guy a uh, little bit of both, uh, but I'm obviously I'm happy to finish second and to have a nice battle with team. We were we were clearly the the faster uh, the, um, on the circuit today. Uh, yeah, first moto I managed to pass him and win the moto, so for sure uh, I wanted to do the same to get the overall. But uh, yeah, he get better start than me, and um, I kind of. All the pace a little bit uh, of him, but he was a little bit faster, faster the second moto, and uh, even make a mistake at the end. So um, yeah, I could not, uh, I could not uh, play uh, play or pass him. But anyway, I'm happy to end up the season like this, second overall. Um, especially after two years of injury, uh, the winter time uh, before the end of the season, even. So uh, I'm happy to be uh, where I am today. Uh, before we go too far. What the hell were you doing in Sector 3 this week? Because you were killing everyone there. Like, Sector 3, so it was only 25% of the track. On most laps, you were half a second to a second faster than Tim. Like, 
do you have any idea what you were doing there that was so good uh yeah the sector three uh so was like the downhill like uphill and downhill yeah. uh sharp so uh, uh i was really good on the first downhill and the first turn uh, there and i had really good traction there and it's where i make the difference uh, also today um but uh, like the the first motor it works i was a little bit fast, faster everywhere uh, maybe sector one i wasn't but uh, that was it but the the second uh, also uh, i was quite good uh, the third sector but not that much good as uh, as team and uh, yeah he yeah he was just faster the second motor uh, just on your season as a whole obviously started the season by missing the first two rounds but Looking at it as a whole, it's been really good. Like, really, really good. I said it to you after uh, Mantova. You're winning Mantova. This is the best Roman we've seen since early 2016. Maybe even better. And you missed two rounds and you almost got third in the points. I think you were 20 points out at the end. So I don't think there's anything wrong with what you did in 2020. It's all really positive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pace was good for sure. I had some bad motos. But uh, also, like, the first GP here uh, on Sunday, last Sunday... Yeah, it was a mess, um, and yeah, it's kind of uh, because I was still like coming here. I was 34 points behind Siever, who was third and finished second overall. So uh, I could ten, ten, technically I could uh, finish second, but it's how it is. Like I said, I missed the first round, and uh, yeah, and they was gone, and yeah, finished four. Um, for sure, I wanted to go to finish uh, like third, but. Anyway, uh, like you say, I missed the first two rounds. And uh, to came back like this, it's pretty solid, yeah. You must enter the off-season with a lot of confidence because, look, you only had one overall win, but there were a lot of times where you could have quite easily got the overall. So that must give you a lot of confidence, firstly going into off-season testing and then 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the pace was good. The speed was good for sure. Sometimes we came, uh, like today, at the same points. But, uh, yeah, I'm second, so... uh, uh, yeah, for sure, we have uh, to learn what we did this year, which was good, and uh, the, we have to analyze the bad points too, uh, to don't forget that, for sure, to don't make the mistake next year. Um, but yeah, uh, for sure, uh, like uh, I'm happy to go on the winter time like this, uh, especially to know the team, so I don't have to learn the bike like last year and everything. Uh, we have a pretty good base on the bike already, so uh, now going to the winter test uh, next week, and uh, we'll see if we can improve that or, or not. And uh, we go back to work next year. Uh, yeah, last thing. Is there one thing in your mind now that you know you need to fix for next year? Maybe one of the things would be uh, make your starts more consistent. Because you can get good starts on a Kawasaki. It just doesn't seem to happen every time. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. The, I mean, even if you start always all shot, you always have to improve. Because the other are making yeah. progress. And it's like the battle. You know, like not only on the track, but now it's more about the start. Um, so for sure the start it's still not everything but it gives you uh, yeah, to be in a good group and to make the difference the first few laps so uh, we have to be for sure consistent on that um, but uh, yeah we know uh, the other will work on that of course and uh, that's, that's the rules you, uh, you don't have to stop working on that so um, we will try to do our best and be uh, stronger on SEO uh, Jeremy Sewer, uh, MXGP of Garda Trentino, and uh, now you're done with a Slovenian press, you're actually going to give me some time, which is nice of you, I really appreciate that, not like I've been here every week. Uh, decent day for you, just missed the podium, which, you know, you always want to be on the podium, of course, if not winning, but 
decent day. You got second in the championship. I feel like this was a solid way to end the season. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, I got to talk to the important uh, press first. You know, oh, you're big in Slovenia. <laughs> oh, I look forward to that. Do no, you know? No. Do you know any Slovenian or? Yeah, I know one. And no, you don't know Slovenian? <laughs> okay, okay. You won that one. No, I talk to the important people at last. You know, that's how I work. Oh, so. what, what a guy. Well, interview's over, that's it. <laughs> I think what, we've, we've said enough, I think. That, that's my mentality. I'm not even lying now. Um, no, you know, this morning I was four points behind Tony. And, of course, to... Tony isn't at his best right now, but uh, still, to beat the guy which is uh, nine times world champion is not. You first have to, you got to do it, you know. Uh, and I managed this today, and I'm happy about it. Okay, I lost the podium and stuff, but that I didn't care about that because the second place in the championship, uh, that that's the one which will be more remembered, and and that's the one which also gives me more money in the end. I mean, I didn't check, but that's the case. I think, I hope. I yeah, yeah, there must be. A, I I would guess. There's a decent step up from third in the championship to second. I would imagine it's a nice little chunk. <laughs> I got to ask my manager. I'm pretty good in... Like, I, I never watch the championship. I also never check my contract that detail that I really... Well, text have. me later, because I'd quite like to know what, what the difference is. But if you know that, I maybe have a serious problem, because then you know... <laughs> Uh, maybe I trust you. I, 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 I think about that, if I can trust you. No, you know, to end up uh, being second in the championship, okay, that's what I've done last year. Seems like no no step forward, but looking at everything, uh, the, the whole picture, I think I did improve. I, you know, I came closer again. I, I had race wins. I had a GP win. Uh, I, I won the motor again. I had a podium in Lommel, which is like a big thing for, for me, you know. And so... so all positive, you know, or for sure a lot more positive than negative, you know. Uh, did the team tell you that Tony was out of the second moto? And did that change your mindset at all? Because you were like, well, I've got second in the championship. There's no point doing anything stupid. Honestly, they did. Lap three, they showed it on pitboard, but I didn't see it. <laughs> Great <Me>. work. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so, means, uh, I didn't know. So, I was a bit pissed after because, I mean, I... I rode pretty safe because I knew Tony's yeah. I didn't see him you know so but anyway I, I, all I had to do is finish in front of him and uh, not knowing where he's at gave me a bit of a weird feeling so I didn't risk everything I just kept it safe on two wheels just be in front of him that's it because I missed the pit board uh, even though many me- they told like my mechanic show him again show him again I think he didn't so I just didn't know Afterwards, if I would have known, I could risk more. I could get that podium, maybe fight with Cotier, but I just stayed out of trouble, you know. But anyways, I think like this, everybody's happy. I mean, Cotier, it's a well-deserved podium. It's a nice way to end his career, I think. It's, he can go home happy. And if I can end my career in a couple of years like that, uh, you know, I'm also pleased, you know. <laughs> uh, you've just reminded me of something. That was a nice way of go- for Gautier to end his career. What wouldn't have been a nice way for DeSalle to end his career would be with you killing him at the bottom of the downhill. Jesus Christ. I was like, I was like Jesus, Jeremy, just leave the retired guys alone. Fuck but why me killing him? Maybe he wanted to kill me because from my perspective, I didn't do something wrong. I don't know what happened there, but it was sketchy. I, almost, I, I was watching it and I was like, I, Jesus Christ. You know, I was also getting scared because I, we, we went over that double quite side by side and I was in the middle and I basically stayed in the middle 
but because the track gets more narrow and he coming from the right, he, he jumped more from right to left than me from left to right. Of course, I didn't want to give him 10 meters, but uh, my plan wasn't to jump into him. But Really? <laughs> no. This is the next game. <laughs> no, this was like, it was scary and I didn't know where it came from, you know, so... Yeah, that's racing, you know. I think I didn't do anything wrong. He probably also didn't. It just, it just happened. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad nothing really happened, you know. Uh, I know when we spoke in the winter before this season, you said uh, obviously every year you want to move forward, which meant after last year, either win the world title or you would be happy to stay on the same level with another second. So happy with another second? Like all things considered, obviously happy to be there instead of third today, but also overall bigger picture. Uh, happy with second in championship again your fourth silver medal yeah actually if can I, I have one <laughs> if I count the junior world championship uh, on the one to five it's five that's, that's quite to, like it okay I'm sure it sucks but it's actually quite good like I don't like you're not exactly late in your career to have that many yeah actually it's good you know I mean there are I think plenty of guys in this paddock they would love to have the same so that means it's good but you know, the gold one is just something, uh, it's a whole other level. And I think I would I would ra- rather have one gold one than five silver ones. That's just how it is. But I can't complain, you know. But th- your question was, uh, you know, am I happy with it? Yeah, for sure I am. Because, I mean, everybody talks about how tough that 450 class is, how packed and, and how close is the racing and just all of it. And, I mean, I, I finished second from all of them. You know, whatever guy was injured or not, that's not... That's not really my problem, you know. So, for sure, I'm happy. And as I mentioned before, I made a step. I won a GP. I won three races, three models. Uh, I was more in the front than I was last year. Uh, even though having some struggles uh, with many things, changes around Yamaha, etc., etc., I, I could make a step. And now, uh, moving for next year, we're going to have some big changes in the team. I will have uh, the guy... My brother back next to me. <laughs> I thought, well, you did your Instagram story last night that said soon, and I was wondering. Yes. So he's back? Yes, he's back. I will go testing already Wednesday. He will be there. So that's a super positive thing. So everybody be ready for some cool cool shit next year before the races because Chippa is back uh, next to me, you know. Uh, I actually have a, another silver medal to give you, an imaginary one. I don't have one. Uh, I did. I added up numbers. I added up last night how many riders I'd interviewed this year and who I'd interviewed the most. Uh, you had second most interviews this season. So your sixth silver medal. Congratulations. We could do another three after this tonight just to rack your numbers up if you like. Are you joking? I mean, I mean... I, I know, I was surprised because I, I do bother you a lot, but <laughs> silver medal. Can't, can't I get a gold one there at least? That's not possible. Well, next year you need to just work a little bit harder. <laughs> maybe don't talk to the Slovenian media first, and then maybe you get a gold medal. Okay, okay, cool. Who won? Uh, ben Watson, your new teammate. Oh, okay. And I just oh. interviewed him, and I hear that he's testing tomorrow, yeah. and you're testing Tuesday and Wednesday. So are you already scared of your new teammate? You're, I hear you're already running scared, and you don't want to ride on the same day as him because he might be a lot faster than you. Yeah, I'm quite scared of him. He's, yep. uh, I thought he's, so. he's British like you are, so mm-hmm. if he's just a bit similar... And he's got a gold medal for yeah, the MX Vice yes. interviews. And yeah, if, it's just, if, if he has a little bit what you have, that British thing, I'm scared of him. I'm scared of him. <laughs> Um, so season's over now let's kind of talk about points not exactly but so you've all this don't talk about points don't talk about this points 
Do you have a rough idea of where you were at through the season and what happened, or do you still have no clue? Um, I had a rough idea, for sure, more or less. I mean, people ask me, etc., etc., but often I didn't know the points at all. Okay, the last three, four, five GPs, I started to know more. That's yep. just normal. I knew a bit the gap. I knew if it was 50 points or 10 points or close or not close. But honestly, till we arrived in Lommel, like, you know, especially like races like Faenza, Mantua, I often had no idea, you know, so, but I, I like to keep it this way because like this you just go out racing and you don't think about it at all, you know. Well, we'll end on this because this, uh, this was making me laugh in the middle of the season. I said this to a few people. So you have no idea about the points. And I was thinking, I was waiting for you to get the red plate because I wanted to see your face because you would have obviously had absolutely no idea. <laughs> and I just wanted to see what your reaction was because like you would have just been like watching the guy come up and be like, oh, me? Really? <laughs> just have no idea for it would be quite funny but yeah. yeah next year next year yeah, yeah, next year no I mean I get you this could have happened really at some stage I had no clue so well, I can I can tell you if you like or yeah tell me how many points were missing 10, 12 what, what? Uh, after the first Mantova yeah. it was 11 but you were still third it was 11 between guys and Tony and yes. you. do you hate yeah. me now I, but no, I, ser- okay, I seriously. Guess, uh, 20, I would guess 20. That's what it was. Uh, no, the first Mantova you really knocked it, but the first Mantova you really knocked it down. Yeah, because you won the first Mantova, yeah. yeah. And then, because you entered Mantova 30 points down, and then, and then uh, leaving Mantova you were back to 30 exactly. Yes. So. Yeah, you know, that's the point. Mantova, Mantova 2, that's where Tim started to drop the hammer and started to win. Second win, yeah. second win, third. And before that, he had uh, eight finishes, uh, you know. Like yeah, that's one thing that I think everyone's going to look back and think Tim was really dominant this season. It really happened late. Like, yes, yes. two, three weeks ago, it was not that series no, no, at all. No. He came Mantua too. That was yeah. the turning point for Tim. That's where he started to just be up front all the time and be consistent up front. And before, I mean, Mantua won when I won the first heat. He was eight, I think. Yeah. So that's, that wasn't uh, the same yet, you know. Okay, we'll end up, we're actually going to end on this now. This has been a great interview, by the way. I've really enjoyed this. Uh, <laughs> um, look, saying you were 11 points down on the championship lead at one point sounds like I'm sure you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. But really, that shows how good your year was because last year you were never anywhere near the red plate. So for, you were fully in the fight this year and people need to realise that you were actually right in the fight this year and you will be again next year. Like, it wasn't genuinely, being a nice guy, it was a really good year for you and definitely a step up from last year. Well, thank you for the compliment. But yeah, I agree. That's what I said. It was a step. I got close. Okay, I never get it, got it. But uh, I, I keep improving. You know. So this is the, this is the goal uh, for next year again to to make another step and try to, yeah, beat everybody considering the whole year. You know, that's always the point. Many, many always see yeah those races and ah it's bad. But you know, at the end of the day, it's about collecting points on. Because you know, thinking back in Spain, I finished like 10 5 yeah. or something, but on the bad days, you still got to make those points, you know. So that's just what Motocross is about, or such a long championship, you know. So that's it. I have another question. You forgot the question. Well, I've got another question as well. So do you want to do yours first, or do you no, mind? No, I think it's the good it's the oh. one I mean. I never mentioned about the Mexican yeah, wave. Exactly. Yeah, people were people were actually waiting. Like a lot of people listen to these, so um, you let me down. You let a lot of people down. We're all quite sad. So, explain yourself. Okay, listen. The point is, when you go to the gate second, you are basically the first one arriving, kind of. Yep. So 
the moment I get to the gate, I prepare the, I take away the dirt that the, the gate actually drops. Yeah, I can, I can confirm this because I was watching you because I was waiting, <laughs> I was waiting. This takes like 10, 20, 30 seconds, so you are busy. And that was the moment they filmed me actually. So I mean, what, stupid people. So and then I went back on my bike and I was like, yeah, I'm ready now for the wave. Come, I'm ready. Where are you? And they didn't show up. And then they came like that's just that's just how it was. Yeah. And then in the second moto, they showed up quite early and I I, I just you did like, something you I don't know what you did it was like a full dance sequence I don't know what I don't know what you do in Switzerland you crazy people but it was something <laughs> no the point was I was ready for the wave but nobody was next to me just oh, Rom- yeah. Romain on the left and the right side was still fully free so if I started the Mexican wave they would be like yeah fuck but nobody's yeah. there and Roman wouldn't have done it I don't he, he's not the guy you need next to you for the Mexican wave no so you know I just keep it for the right moment. I mean, I will still be racing, so don't worry, guys. It, it will come. It will come. <laughs> hey, uh, Clement de Sal, uh, MXGP of Garda Trentino. Uh, that's it. Career's done. Crazy to say. Obviously, been a long time at the very, very highest level in MXGP. So, first of all, what was today like from an emotional sp- uh, point of view? Because there had to be a lot of mixed emotions of relief. Uh, but, like, it just—I'd imagine it just was a weird, weird day. Yeah, especially you know. Uh, like when I when I get up this morning, I say yeah, it's, it will be the last race in MXGP for me, and uh, ah, it's kind of uh, strange, you know. Uh, it's a big page, and uh, it's big emotion, big emotion for sure. Uh, you know, I'm used to do something like since 15 years, and uh, it will change. It will change next year for sure. So, you know. Uh, at the, before the start of the last moto, I said to my mechanic, you know, big thanks for all the job together. And I was thinking that it's the last uh, gate drop uh, uh, of MXGP for me, you know. And um, it's uh, it's a big thing for sure. I was thinking about it. And during the, the whole day, I was thinking it's my last day in MXGP, uh, uh, last GP. Uh, for sure it's a big thing it was really emotional and also the last lap was really uh, particular and uh, yeah when I crossed the line look at my back and look at uh, the mountain there you know and say yeah, it was the last one but in one way you know after the, the practice this morning I said to my girlfriend uh, it's a wide decision you know yeah. the feeling that I get uh, me uh, with the track see what things yeah. going on there I'm a little bit over it uh, to be honest um, but definitely you know it's um, it's a yeah big decision big page for me but I think a good uh, it's a good decision and uh, I'm looking forward you know to uh, adapt myself for a new thing uh, <coughs> in life and uh, you know I'm a kind of man with simply and like quality things and I would like to to live simply and then learn simply quality things so to my daughter and uh, that's uh, that's nice you know uh, to come back on, on the day here it's uh, it's a big thing you know we just finished uh, the last meeting with the team you know you think about yeah. all things like this it's last time that you will do it uh, in, in that way, I mean, yeah. and definitely is a, a big moment, yes. 
Was it quite hard to push yourself to the limit today? Because obviously, I'd imagine in the back of your mind, you were like, I also want to get out of here safe. This would be the worst possible time to crash and get injured. So was it quite hard to actually push yourself to your limits in the motos today? Yeah, it's true. It's true what you said. Uh, it came in my mind, uh, this thing. And it's difficult to uh, to have uh, the good mix, you know. But then first moto, I was... I was in a situation and one moment I was seven and that was it, you know. And yeah. then then it was, uh, I had to do the lab, but not really yeah. with a good... Um, uh, intensity. Yes, intensity. And it was not nice. I was not happy about yeah. it. <laughs> then second moto, I had a better start and then I was third. And then I had some difficult time to get my rhythm and my line. But then I get it and then was five and... I could hope to come back to third, you know, and then I see the two Yamaha in front of me, Paula and Siwa. And then for a few laps, I was faster than them. I was looking where I will uh, maybe do an attack or something. Yeah. And so, you know, myself was really there on a big, on a good fight. And then um, I was on the way to pass Siwa, actually, and I had the wheel already in front of him. Oh, and then we almost had a big oh, crash together. It was scary. <laughs> yes, and to be honest, uh, I was scared. Yeah. I was scared because uh, oh, I feel a strange power coming <laughs> to my bike, you know, and then it's like uh, the limit that you don't yeah, have It's out of your control at that point. Yes. Yeah. And this is bad. I, w- I was really... Uh, didn't, I mean, I didn't want to have this, especially yeah. the last moto, you know. And uh, I was scared and sad about it. Then uh, yeah, I was five and then I need like one lap to, to find myself again a little bit and I make a mistake uh, on the <coughs> on the corner before the pit lane and lost uh, two position uh, finish 7-2 you know uh, yeah it's not yeah I could finish with the top 5 moto or better maybe yeah. top 3 but uh, yeah finally it's like that and I'm really happy to finish LT and uh, on actually a uh, strong result um, uh, of the last 3 GP of yeah. my career to uh one top three, two top five, so it's really, really great and uh, really happy to finish on a good point with the team, strong and LT back home. And uh, last thing, because you've got to go and meet with the team again, uh, I guess you're looking forward to waking up tomorrow because when you wake up tomorrow, it's literally the start of the rest of your life. You can do whatever you want, make decisions, you don't have to think about racing or testing, like everyone else in this paddock is already getting ready for 2021. It's going to be a real fresh start for you and I guess you're quite excited about that uh, definitely yes because uh, <clears throat> you know I don't know if I will still uh, like I tell you in the past maybe yep. still be racing I have like uh, some interest uh, for the US yep. but I also have to keep calm and then take some calm weeks and think about my feeling and uh, definitely to be different than what I used to, to do and then yeah, it's something that I'm looking forward to, you know, and, and to have some a life a little bit uh, less stressful yeah. because, although, I mean, it's, it's, it's since a long time like that and uh, I appreciate, I want to appreciate small, small, uh, small moment and simply one and not run from A to B all the time, <laughs> you know, all the time. It was all my life like that. But uh, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to, to this too, yes. But uh, anyway, you know, I have a big passion for the motorbike, for the motocross, so I will I still want to ride, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for fun or 
for I mean in US maybe yeah. or something else but yeah Antonio Caroli, MXGP of Garda Trentino. First of all, it's been a while. A lot's happened since we last did an interview. Yeah. Uh, but on today, I don't know, you just never were really in a position to do what you're capable of. Start wasn't great in the first moto. Uh, start was actually really good in the second moto. You just went off the track and that yeah. was that. Uh, first, so, thoughts on your day and uh, what actually happened in that second moto? Yeah, actually, uh, this, this, G- this GP wasn't uh, my best. Uh, with the knee uh, problem this morning with the track on uh, that condition with the sun very low I was struggling a lot to make a time and uh, yeah we, we end up very bad with the, with, the line, with the position so the start first model was uh, also not so good uh, both, both races actually uh, first model I was like about 10 or 9 or 10 so I could make some, uh, some passes but not much because the track is also very difficult to pass so I was like 6th and Seward was 3rd so I mean, I was watching a little bit for the for the championship now. Okay, second place is also for me. Second or third doesn't doesn't really yeah. change. Uh, only bonuses uh, wise, but it doesn't really change much. I mean, if you are not winning, for me, it's already lost. And then second model, we were only one point uh, gap, and uh, I say, okay, I need to say to start in front with this kind of track. I had a very good 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 jump, and then uh, all shot uh, just before the corner. I hear some, uh, I, I see some blue fender coming uh, my way and uh, I get hit from the back and uh, yeah, my shift level uh, lever was completely off and uh, yeah, I went off the track and uh, tried to go in the track back but I was like off the 25 uh, position, so almost last and then uh, yeah, with that, with that problem you cannot ride on this track uh, with the second gear, it was, it was too dangerous, so, so many sketchy bumps and yeah, we just uh, give up, and unfortunately, that's what not we not what we do normally. I ro- I rode with uh, so many problems, but with this time it was like impossible because Seward was also in front. So yeah, we, we end up not on a, on the highest uh, this year, but also my my knee problem uh, actually it's a relief now because I can fix it and uh, and, and see if we, next year we can uh, solve this problem and uh, go for the last uh, last attack you know to the title because we always ride for uh, for win and uh, not not what we did in the last part of the race the season yeah uh, you mentioned something there that i kind of thought would be the situation with you and jeremy actually obviously you want to be world champion so second or third the bonus money's nice but whether you've got a silver medal or a bronze medal i guess it doesn't really mean too much to you yeah yeah exactly i didn't really it was not really a pressure for me i mean only 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 bonuses was uh, but i don't really never cared about money so for me it's most important is be uh, healthy and uh, be uh, safe on the track so we try it uh, at second model to, to, to get a, you know a better start and try to stay in front of him but yeah it didn't work so yeah it's racing and uh, we, we try to move on and uh, try to fix this problem and hopefully we can uh, be back on a stronger uh, level next year so we haven't spoken since uh, Mantua. So has the knee gotten a lot worse since then? Is it still just the same level of pain, but just the wear and tear of race after race after race has gotten to it? No, I mean, after Mantua, actually, we, we had some uh, some treatment and uh, uh, didn't work immediately. Uh, but after Lommel, uh, when, before I arrived here, uh, the first race here, I was actually feeling the first time... Uh, uh, the best of this year, the knee. So, but yeah, it only lasts uh, like one run race because also when I won here in Trentino GP, the first round, I put it down a couple of times. 
on the race and uh, yeah it was like uh, yeah nothing happens because I didn't feel it but then the day after again liquid inside and fluid and uh, I had to stay uh, yeah all the week with my leg up and ice again all the week so a lot of trouble so we didn't really solve the problem and we, we just covered it for a little bit like for, let's say 10 days I felt better and but then uh, it will get worse again uh, is surgery on the cards now then do you know no, yet no no we don't know yet about what's the treatment but uh, for sure we had we had some investigation already and uh, it's not easy because uh, the problem is quite uh, uh, difficult to solve I, I seen already three or four doctors and uh, it's not really clear but so it, we need more uh, investigation I guess it sounds like we're going to start beginning of April, so what, that's five months. Uh, that's good news to you then, because you can take the time, speak to more doctors, try and figure out yeah. what the right thing to do is, and hopefully come into round one next year 100%. Yeah, that's my goal, because otherwise uh, it's going to be difficult. Uh, yeah, I want to be, uh, if not 100%, I want to be close to there, because this year I've been riding at uh, 60%, I think, uh, especially the last part of the racing. Yeah, what do you think about your season as a whole? It's really a, it's a kind of a tale of two halves, because up until... Well, the end of Mantova, you were going strong right in the title fight, and then since then it's kind of tailed off a little bit. But ignoring the results, ignoring the bronze medal, are you happy with how things are gone? Disappointed? Uh, let's say that the first part of the season with the two rounds we did Matali and uh, Valkensberg, uh, I was not ready at all with my shoulder yet. And uh, I was riding, uh, again, 60% or 50 whatever. Uh, but then we managed to, I mean, stay on a, on a good on a good result uh, and then the lockdown of course uh, the, for me was good because I could resolve the problem uh, on my shoulder that now doesn't bother me at all but then uh, I start to work because I couldn't ride with the bike so I start to work more physically with running and whatever and then yeah then my knee gets gets worse uh, and then yeah the, 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 the problem was this I'm not for sure I'm not satisfied because at least uh, I want to end up the season fighting at least, not just uh, be conservative and trying to, to, to save the second place that, uh, I mean, doesn't really count nothing for me, so I didn't really like the last part of the season, we didn't really enjoy it. And uh, last thing, Clemens obviously called it a career now uh, just talk about, have you got any memorable seasons or races, anything that stands out between you two? Yeah, Clemens has been one of my toughest uh, contender. I, also physically because I'm not a physical rider you know I don't like to hit somebody and uh, he was like uh, quite strong uh, so we had some good battles uh, quite good contact also around but he always with respect and always with uh, with the mind uh, that you know to do, okay they, you go hard but you, you know where to go hard you know where, where to enter you know like so I was always respectful with him and uh, he was also with me uh, so I really really enjoy riding with him also I mean uh, when we raced here for that he won the moto last uh, last week, uh, it was nice because it was a little bit remembering like uh, a lot of battles together. Okay, uh, Arno Tonus, uh, MXGP of Garda Trentino. Uh, positive day for you, much better than Wednesday. But really, the last two three weeks, well, since you came back, basically, the Sundays have been quite good for you. It's just these Wednesdays that are screwing things up. But apart from the Wednesdays, you've been on a nice little roll lately. Yes, yeah, it was all right. I just definitely missed some uh, physical conditions I was a bit struggling on those three days in a row I mean almost in a row so uh, yeah like you said the Wednesday have been re- really hard Lomo was pretty much the same but uh, seems like I had a bit more time to recover for, for Sunday and uh, and it was positive I mean here you really need a good a good start even more than anywhere else so uh, 
um, yeah, just was pretty positive. So like you said, just I had, I just collapsed together with Tony on that first turn in the second moto. He came from the outside and I was committed. So uh, from there I lost quite a lot of position and from pretty far back I came back nine. So it was all right. I even thought that second moto, like the progress through the field, considering how tough it is to pass here and stuff, like I feel like felt like that was quite good as well. So yeah. there are a lot of positives to take. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, um, the the previous middle when I had a bad start, I really struggled to came back, and I was pretty much stuck in the position I was. And on that second motor I came. I mean, I came. I think I was around twenty or something on the first uh, or second turn, so I came like quite good in front. And um, yeah, was I think I'm six overall or something, so it's, yeah. it's a positive day. Yeah. And hey, if you want more positives, you've also been a pretty good qualifier here lately since you came back. Like top two, top three, top five. Like you've always been there or thereabouts. Yeah, the speed is definitely there. Like I said, I really miss some some seat time on the bike. Like I, when you have a concussion, it's uh, it's weird because even physically you cannot train. So I was really off. Like I, yeah, I was really off physically and also with the head so it was really hard to come back but I pretty much expected it I just wanted to go through it and do as good as I as I could and it's pretty much what I did when you look back on the 2020 season as a whole are you just frustrated really like does that sum up the yeah. season are there good points you can pull from it or is it just a season of frustration yeah definitely <laughs> a season of frustration I would say um, the only positive is that I was I mean I was still there even through the really hard time like I was in the lowest I could be and I still came back and rode I mean as hard as I could was definitely far from I think my best but um, yeah the positive was that I just went through it let's say and didn't didn't give up I guess that's a hard thing like when you're not here or you're pushing through a problem people say like oh he's done oh yeah he's just a 12th place rider now like in a way, it would be easier for you to sit on a couch and wait until you're 100%, yeah. but also you're riding for a job now, so you need to be here and you need to show your face and show that you're not done. That's exactly the situation. Uh, that's my job, and I could easily said, especially with the concussion, I mean, it can take quite longer to be 100% because I had some in a row, so it's... Uh, even my doctor were like a little bit uh, up and down. And, I mean, not sure what I, I should have done but like you said it was my job I wanted to be on track and whatever even if it was tough I still finished the moto like sometimes I was fighting for 17th position I was like what the fuck are you doing here but uh, it's also part of the sport sometimes we have really some struggles and uh, we go through it so yeah this is a thing like it, it rolls in a good direction sometimes like last year podium after podium after podium but then just as quickly it can roll in a bad direction yeah yeah it's really like a spiral like if you have some good momentum like it can push you forward and the season has also been very strange this year like when you have three races in a row if you're not ready that you pay it i mean a lot more expensive than than if you are uh, if you have a week and off i mean a week off and then ready for the next one it's a lot easier to build up now I came in Lommel, I had two days riding in like probably a month or even two, so uh, except the, the races I've done, it was really not so much training. And then I had three races in a row in Lommel, <laughs> so you know, it, it's also, I expect it to be hard, but uh, 
fight there. What's the uh, situation for 2021 then? Obviously, you're not going to be back with this team, so you need a deal. Uh, I've heard about you talking to a few teams in the paddock, like another Yamaha team. Are you sorted? Like, do we know if you're definitely going to be here next year? You're not going to be another retirement, are you? We've had enough of those. <laughs> no. Well, to be very honest, I, I don't know. At, at the moment, it's, it's a very hard situation for myself because I was struggled pretty much all year, except a few good races. But uh, so that didn't help. And uh, the COVID situation, like like we all know, every team's are a little bit waiting on a... Uh, First, the calendar to drop and the budget yeah. on what's, I mean, with the sponsors and everything. So, to be very honest, at the moment, I'm I'm not really moving forward for next year. I'm a bit in a waiting zone and hope uh, it's going to open up uh, in the coming coming days or weeks. So nothing signed yet, but it's not like you're completely out. It's just a waiting game. Like yeah. in a month's time, you might have something yeah, signed yeah. and it'll be positives. But at the moment, you're in no man's land. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you talk right now, like I'm really waiting. Um, but you want to be here though this is like there's no doubt in your mind you want to race again next year you want to prove a point after this season like your heart is still in the MXGP paddock of course I want to I want to be I want to be behind the gate but it also has to make sense you know like if the situation is is uh, really bad I might just wait for something to come up or I, I don't know but um, yeah I definitely want to be be riding I just need to, to find a team and but I think it's, the situation is like never before, so it's a bit weird. And I I think, well, probably Clement and Gauthier decided their retirement, but also it might be more guys that will stop GPs next year, not fully official, but just because of the situation, you know? It's just gonna, it's just gonna, yeah, it's gonna be tough for everybody. Awesome. Yeah, Ben Watson, MXGP of uh, Garda Trentino. Uh, I don't know what to say again. Right. You've always been fast here. We knew that coming in. Last year, like I said a million times, that was really good. You've been fast all week. And I think today was a better GP win than Lommel. Uh, two really good motos. First motor was really good. Can't forget about that. Uh, dealt with an insane amount of pressure in the second race and didn't flinch once. I literally didn't see you make one mistake. Uh, plus half pack, all of that, blah, blah, blah. This was a really good day. And not to mention, last MX2 race, not many people can deal with that pressure. So... There you go. I've chucked a lot of stuff at you there. Uh, deal with it. Yeah, like, insane day. Definitely, definitely better than Lommel. And honestly, like, the feeling of winning when I won that second race, it was even bigger than, than Lommel. Like, Lommel, the emotions were high, and, and I found out that I got the MHGP ride and stuff all in one time, and it just, everything took over. Whereas this one now, it's like everything's settled, and, uh, yeah, I've just gone and done it again, and then I'm like, yeah so buzzing honestly it's been such an amazing day and i mean three in the first race was real good felt pretty good riding but Vial was just gone and uh renault was not like holding the train up but he was not quite as fast as let's say me and yago behind and i managed to get past yago and then i was stuck behind maxime um which yeah third was still good but in my riding i knew i could my result could be better and then second one i pulled an amazing start I went quite wide both races. Yeah, I was confused because obviously Wednesday you did the inside and it worked, and this time you it was like you had qualified 17th again. I was like, oh. Yeah, no. Well, we was just looking after the start and uh, the inside after like halfway through the start straight was wet, and then where I was it was like literally a V, a funnel of dry, and uh, yeah, I looked quite far up the straight and it worked perfect. Like I wheelied down the straight in the first one, 
massively was wheeling actually the wrong way like going right a little bit and I hooked in last minute and it was still good was was three and then second one same again real good jump everything came around and was was first so that was made the day a lot easier honestly but the riding yeah I was leading every single lap of that second race so that was again another another uh yeah milestone let's say like to go and, and lead every single lap was was cool and the, to deal with the pressure of the guys like right on my tail here it's a little bit like that there's a couple of places where the lines can be different and you can obviously work that out from when someone's in yeah. front of you and uh, i did it with with Diago. could work out where he was gaining time and then when you're behind you you do you learn and your speed will always be a little bit better especially when it's so close like today but no, I was I dealt with the pressure pretty good, and then unfortunately, yeah, sad for Yago to obviously have the crash and hurt himself. But it's part of our game, and yeah, it's, uh, when it's your teammate, it's never nice. But he will be uh, it'll be good to go next season, and then yeah, I had uh, in the end it was beaten. I thought it was Vial, but it was beaten. And well, did you know Yago had crashed? Because no one told you that. So I thought you might. Because after Yago crashed, they put plus three on your board. And then after that, they just put, like, the little triangle with the thing. And I was like, well, they didn't... I thought you might have thought that Yago made a mistake and then come back again. I'd love to see pictures of my pit boards of every lap of the season. Like, I well, think I've, got, I've got a few. <laughs> I think 80% of the time it said, do good. And smart, constantly. You need to be smart at all times. Like, there's a GP win on the line. Be smart, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some of the stuff was, was quite funny, but Matt, that is just my mechanic all over. He's so... You know when you speak to him, after, he's like... Oh, it was all right, wasn't it? It's like, yeah. And then if you do a shit race or something, he's like, yeah, no worries. we got to get the next race. And to be honest, I really like that. Um, it's maybe during the race, the motivation, like, we give everything anyway. Yeah. If the pit board says, come on, you need this or this, okay, it's nice to know sometimes that if you need one guy, you know, to go in maybe a bit harder sometimes or whatever. But we give 100% all the time and it shouldn't take someone on a pit board to motivate us, so... That I don't, I think probably, I look at it probably one of five laps, yeah. let's say. So, yeah, it's just one of them things. Anyway, I'm not really too fussed about that, but it is quite funny. <laughs> uh, I forgot about another positive at the start. Somehow, this is maybe like, you winning GPs isn't shocking at all. The most shocking, you've somehow turned into a guy who can get a start any day, any position on the gate, any, qual- like, I don't know what the hell's happened there, but you've basically become like second to VL. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been... I mean, that's not all down to me. The team and Yamaha have been working really hard with the bike. And there was some points where I was struggling, you know, I felt like I did everything perfect, but I didn't get a good start. And that's just part of it sometimes. It's not all down to the rider. And the team and Yamaha, they worked really, really hard for that. We we didn't test anything for on the track, honestly, this last year. It's just... We did some stuff in the winter, obviously, but throughout the season when we're doing a test, it was just for the start. And especially this year, it's been like 70% of the race. It's been so, so important. So I'm really thankful for that. And yeah, it's nice to know that also my technique is good. And uh, if I'm inside, outside, yeah, I've been been getting some good ones lately. So no, definitely a positive. Uh, did the, obviously this is your second GP win now. So at first I was like, oh, maybe this is going to come easier to him. Obviously you've been in that position before, blah, blah, blah. But with it being your last MX2 race, when you were leading that Sekimoto, was there again like some of that emotion and like pressure in a way because you were like, oh, this is the last chance, oh, this is going to be an amazing end, all of that stuff, rather than it just being another GP? No, it was completely different. Lommel, on that last lap of the second race, well, the last like eight minutes or seven minutes, something like that, I was 
like riding around a bit like jelly i was weak i was making mistakes everywhere and just not riding good and then today honestly riding around i weren't even thinking of overall i didn't try work out in my head i had someone on my tail the whole time and i was just so focused on banging every lap in making no mistakes just keep keep being consistent because uh you know here to make a pass it can actually take someone to make a mistake and uh like yago with me in the first one i pushed down the hill quite hard you know showed my wheel and forced him into a small mistake but if he didn't make the mistake i wouldn't have passed him at that point so it was like that i just stayed real focused on on my job what i was doing and that's how it has to be i can't be uh thinking about you know well oh, this is going to be gp win take it easy just need to ride like i know i can and then yeah the the overall will come and comparing to the lommel now was a big step today here's a random question off the track a little bit um Obviously, 2019 was a bit of a write-off with injuries and stuff like that. But you mentioned at Lommel that 2018, everyone looks at that as an amazing year, but you didn't have the raw speed and the consistent raw speed that you have now. So if you take the injuries out of it last year, do you feel like this would have happened last year and then this year would have been another progression off of last year, which is actually this year, which makes no sense. But Yeah, I understand what you mean, but it's... No, honestly, the best I've felt riding and biggest improvements I made were this winter. And... Uh, 18 yeah I was just consistent that year I didn't do anything special I had one podium but I finished fourth in the season and this year like it's been last year obviously was full of 2019 was just full of nightmares really Um, nothing went not that nothing went my way because it did I was on the box again and I did have some good results but I just wasn't you know on it like now let's say I was uh, one race quite good and then the next nowhere and now this year I've just been consistently there okay I had two bike issues in the beginning which affected the championship quite a lot and then obviously Faenza when I washed out and um, broke the the lever that meant I was three races with zero points so when you're fighting for positions like two three in the championship you yeah you can't afford those so one of them was down to me two not but that's just racing it's part of the sport again there's nothing I can do and I mean this year could have been different I feel like I could have yeah, definitely been fighting for third in the championship. I mean, on the day, Jager and, and uh, Tom were on another level yeah. to what I was. So they rode really good, deserved the, the one and two, definitely. And um, yeah, otherwise, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, the championship position in the end, I don't know. I think I was five in the end now. Yeah, so. fifth by... Well, you passed Olsen after the first motor, so you actually had it with a little bit of a cushion in the end. Yeah, so five, yeah, it's good. But I mean, I wasn't, you know, towards the end, I wasn't thinking about that. I just wanted to work on myself and like uh, Jackie Vermont said when I worked together with him, to find the, the points that you need to improve, it's a lot easier in MX2 when you're fighting for the wins and stuff because you can be pushing for fourths, thirds, like I was in yeah. 18 a lot. Um, but, you know, to go to the winning, that's like another level again. And um, he said, you know, if you can't really figure that out in MX2, when you move to MHGP, it's going to be even more difficult. So, no, I was really happy to to end the season like five or six races on the box, which was, uh, yeah, amazing. And even the first race here, um, when I finished 10 and 6, I was real happy with my riding. It definitely was quick enough to be on the podium, but uh, with the start and the crash, I didn't put myself in that situation. So, yeah, it's like that. Uh, looking back on your MX2 career, obviously it's done now, weird to say, but... Uh, the GP wins and the podiums obviously stand out as highlights, but is there any other moments that kind of stick out in your mind? Like, 
if I ignore results, I immediately think of Aguada 2018, second moto here last year. And for some reason, Aguada on a Hitachi bike last year, stick, like those three stick out in my mind for some reason as standout moments, even though you weren't on the podium or whatever. So do you have any moments like that? Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few moments. There's, there's bad moments like one that everyone brings up all the time, landing in the lake at Vulcanswell in the first corner. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I don't think about <laughs> negatives, see? No, yeah, full of the positives. And um, obviously that year I think I've finished like DNF probably 10 of the races and it's cool when you look back yeah. to see where you've come from and how much, you know, a bit of self-belief and hard work where you can get to. And okay, I'm, I'm nowhere near as successful as a lot of riders in MX2, but to be honest, like, myself i'm i'm proud i'm happy with with what i've achieved and yeah it's been overall a real cool experience i mean it feels strange to say that i'm done in mx2 like that's it now mxgp and that'll be me for for the rest unless obviously i move to america or yeah but um oh no and i want that that's going to be a headline somewhere this week i couldn't see that coming no no it's (laughs) honestly not on the cards but just saying like should Max unless, be should Max be worried about his ride? Unless something <laughs> mad happens, like that's my MX2 done. Um, but really, there's not been many standout points. I mean, Lommel's always been a good one for me. I've had four podiums there, and when I was with Hitachi, was also uh, a, a solid top ten there, I think. And in that season, that was good for me. I had uh, only a couple of top tens, I think. So, yeah, I was one race always like 16th, 17th, and then one race I'd be bang a seventh or an eighth or something and yeah so nothing really stands out major obviously this last few weeks has topped everything by a long way getting the gp victory was was yeah no words to explain it was unbelievable and then again now to come and get a second one that's amazing just to show there's not some luck in there or yeah i have earned it and no to go three one i think today was the most points i've scored in a in a weekend in my career so around the the hard pack everyone calls me a sandman but no here i've i've really enjoyed it i do like this track uh we could be stood here for ages so a couple more things i I can't even see the recorder to see how long we've been going so a couple more quick things uh i think it's nice to get a second overall win because looking back there's always people that will see like one overall win and be like oh yeah it was only one like blah 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 but i feel like having a second one kind of stamps your place as like yeah you are deserving of gp wins and you were that level of mx2 rider so i think that's a nice place to end your career uh, mx2 career as well yeah exactly that i mean you look back and some people see lommel as this kind of a a bit of a rare special event the the most difficult one on the calendar and there's been a lot of times where you've had a strange winner there so for me yeah could people look back and say ah yeah it was lommel like he's just been brought up in the sand and that's his speciality so of course you have to still be on a good level to take a win there but um there has always been some strange winners so yeah it was it was real real cool and the feeling like honestly even though it's my second one the feeling was yeah even better it was so yeah amazing especially here here in italy and being the last one in mx2 what a way to end i couldn't have asked for anything better well on what way to end i had to speak to you today because uh congratulations i did the maths last night you have been what what would i call it you have been the most interviewed person on mx vice this season you clinched it on wednesday so actually i even went that far um and actually you were you had it last year as well so you've defended it 
I know, well, Jed's around there. I wish he was here because he's quite annoyed at that. But, <laughs> yeah, so that's, I mean, fuck, two Where? GP wins and that. Where's my medal? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, a cash prize. I'll get a cash prize. <laughs> but what a day. Like, I mean, I'd imagine that tops everything. That tops everything, yeah. feel privileged. Well, I don't from, come by to everyone. my biggest fan, no. The, the guy who brings all the, uh, the positives that even I don't know sometimes. Yeah, I probably should bring some negatives sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> uh, right, MX2's done. I feel like we are going, I'm keeping you way too long now. So MX2's done. Uh, what's the plan for now? Testing this week, obviously, straight on a 450. But what, do, what does the next uh, two, three weeks look like? Um, I start in the morning. So I've got a ride. I've so you'll got, be sore. <laughs> nah. No, this track physically is not anything. Like if it was Lommel, yeah. I'd, I'd honestly probably say no. Tomorrow's not a good day, but I'm well into it at the moment. Like I'm on a good level in a rhythm. So tomorrow, normally a GP was two days anyway. So yeah, we go uh, in the morning, staying in Italy for a couple of days. So I'll do the first day tomorrow just on a production bike and uh, just get that feeling a little bit of riding just yeah see you know set up how i want a few little changes and then on uh, tuesday i'll get the the real uh, factory bike so that i'm really looking forward to just to yeah even though it's going to be like three days riding in a row it's not uh it's not you know anything really important if i'm having to push i'm not going to be doing any sprint laps it's just literally to get a feeling try a few things and set myself up for next year so yeah those uh, Monday, Tuesday is going to be doing that on the 450, and then uh, I'll go back to Belgium. I'll spend a few days there. I have uh, one, you know, group catch up with the new team, yep. organize a few things, and then uh, I'll be going back to the UK. We'll spend a few weeks completely off, just yeah, relaxing, doing some normal stuff. I've not been home since uh, beginning of May, so yeah, it's going to be nice to go back. I mean, lockdown, but yeah, same for everybody. So just have to to accept that so yeah looking forward to, to getting back right last thing then uh, you're getting on a new bike tomorrow does that like obviously you're excited about that but is there a bit of like nervous excitement like I'd imagine it feels quite weird because tomorrow your new life kind of starts and obviously you don't know what it's going to be like once you get well you've ridden a 450 before but you don't really know what that has in store for you so is there a bit I guess it's like nervous excitement for tomorrow yeah definitely I mean I really don't know what to expect I rode a 450 production um, I done... expect you to be four seconds a lap faster than Sue, roughly. <laughs> yeah, and then Sue is, yeah, he's riding Wednesday, Thursday, so. Oh, so well, I imagine scared, scared already running, Jesus Christ. So the guy's going to be on the lap times. <laughs> oh, what's the comparison? No, no, definitely won't be like that. It's just honestly getting, get a feeling for the bike and we'll just see. But yeah, it's mixed feelings. Like, I'm really excited, but also, yeah, what do I expect? I don't know how I'm going to feel, how it's going to. You know, if I'm going to really like the bike straight away or I'm sure everything's going to go good but yeah you never know so that is uh, that is the sport and that's why we love it because the unexpected Hey uh, Jed Beaton MXGP of uh, Garda Trentino decent day another decent day I feel like you kind of got screwed not being on the podium because you were kind of I felt like you should have been up there anyway uh, close to winning the second moto obviously didn't get it done but still good speed all positive I think fourth in the championship good you want your goal this year was top five you wanted third but all in all i feel like today is good and positive and all that yeah um like you said it's uh we had a goal at the start of the year and we accomplished that obviously i got through the whole season uh, and this is the first one so uh 
that's a that's always a positive. Um, yeah, like you said, I wanted the third, but in the end, didn't happen. The first race didn't help that today, and I just I got off to quite a bad start, but then almost got caught up in the in the first turn crash. I think I missed it just by the tiniest bit, so I got kind of lucky there also. Um, and then yeah, I come through a little bit on the first lap, and yeah, after the second second lap again the track there's no passes being made unless there was a big mistake so um tried to push as hard as I could but I was just stuck behind gifting the whole race like if I'd make a mistake I'd be back on him again but it was just real difficult to pass um and then the second moto yeah I got off to a pretty good start actually and then yeah tried to make a few passes straight away um so that made it a whole lot easier and then yeah Yago went down and Ben had quite a gap and then um yeah, I seen that Ben had a gap, but and put in a few hard laps and got onto the back of him also. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was a nice race. I wanted to finish it with a win, but yeah, it's like I said, it's really difficult to pass when everyone's in the groove. So um, yeah, I had to finish in second, but all in all, a good good day and, and good year. Uh, your run at the motor win in the second one kind of ended what uh, I think coming up to the last lap board not flag um you like spun out coming out of the last corner and got a bit squirrely and that was it that kind of did you at that point didn't it yeah a little bit it was um i was really close to ben and then uh yeah i made a mistake just before the finish line on the last lap which gave him a bit more of a gap again um but yeah i was i was like anything can happen in the last lap maybe he can make a big mistake or something like that so um yeah i kept pushing until the end but it was a little bit late and that that mistake didn't really help it so um yeah, could have, would have, should have. Uh, I feel like you were full send towards the end of that second moto. Were you full send or half send? It looked in spots. It looked like a little sendy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I seen the gap was quite big, so it had to be a little bit of a send, you know. Um, yeah, I'd say a few few parts got a bit sketchy, but for for the most part, I was in control. And um, on the season as a whole, actually, let's play a fun game called Will You Punch Me? Uh, season as a whole, uh, three podiums now? Two? Four? Yeah, three. Three? Three podiums, moto win, didn't get the overall. I would give you a B plus or an A minus, somewhere around there, just because you didn't get that overall. Uh, thoughts? No, that's fair. That's fair, fair rating. I'm going to do that with every rider, so let's yeah. see how many oh, black eyes yeah, I end up yeah, with. Yeah, no, nah, fair. I agree, I agree. Jed, D. Yeah, yeah if, I, if, if that was coming from me, I'd probably say that, but from you, it's all right. Yeah, but you, it's a good season. You can't be mad. Like, I know you wanted third, but it, as a whole, you were pretty consistent. Like, I can't remember any points where you were fully, like, not very good. Like, I feel like you were, your worst was still quite good. Yeah, there was obviously some races where I was like, I think, I don't know what my worst result was, but to be honest, like, uh, I had a 10th in Spain, which which also wasn't that good, um, because I crashed in first turn and then, like, got uh, a migraine, like, halfway through the race, so I couldn't see properly. And then, yeah, like, a 10th isn't so bad, but at the same time, you don't get so many points for 10th. So um, I had a few races like that. That I, that I could have eliminated uh, and it would have been a little bit better. Obviously, the second Lommel, I, I still felt like I rode good, but then I got two tenth places. So, um, yeah, it's quite difficult with those results. And next year, I know that I just need to work on that, is uh, just getting good starts and then just being up there the first few laps and, and running the speed because ultimately that's, that's exactly where you win or lose on the first couple of laps now. It's so important with the start. 
Um, you see if someone pulls a whole shot, then they've got a huge gap already by the second lap if, some, if people are caught up behind. So um, for sure that's something we're going to work on. And earlier on in the year, I kept getting caught up in first lap stuff. Um, and to be honest, I think that's just because of starts and position on the track. So, um, yeah, if we can clean that up, I think we can be we can be pretty serious contenders next year. And and that's the goal, I guess. It's it's been a really solid season this year, and we got through it. So let's hope we can only build on that. Yeah, I was going to ask you what like one thing is you want to improve on for next year, but I guess it is starts because thinking about it now, you've got to be a contender for most first lap stuff happening to you. Yeah, for sure. It's. Um, that's that's pretty much all about the starts you know if I had a shit start then I'm back in like 15th it's quite difficult to make your way around the track how you want when you're in 15th because you've got five guys going everywhere you know so you can't really put the track together if it takes 10 minutes or something to get into a rhythm it's too late the guys have already gone so um it's really just trying to minimize that as much as I can um and then, yeah, I feel like if I can be a strong starter next year and I can be a strong finisher also, I, I don't give up until the very last lap. So, um, yeah, I think if I'm there, then I'm then I'm going to go for it as hard as I can. And uh, last thing, what's the plan from here? Testing this week and then what? Are you going to be testing for a little while? or? No, I think we're going to test this week and then uh, take a bit of time off. I, I hear rumours that we don't start up until like April or something like that again. So, um We've got quite a long time, and, and even if we do get new stuff to test, it's obviously there's plenty of time after after the winter. So, um, yeah, I think we'll be just uh, doing a bit of relaxing. It's been an extremely long season, so, um, yeah, you can't really, uh, can't really do much else. Just enjoy the time off and, and relax. I, I won't be going home this year just due to COVID and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be just here with my girlfriend and... Uh, we'll just try and make the most of it maybe do a little holiday or have time off but also that's quite difficult with COVID at the moment so um, yeah we'll just plan it as it comes I guess. Yeah, Thomas Olsen MXGP of uh, Garda Trentino not a great day for you not the day you wanted but you were never really in the battle at the start so tough to pass around here and there's literally nothing you can do with your starts. Yeah exactly like that first mod I even went down in the start and uh, tried to work my way up again and then crashed again with an, like tried to go over another bike and then crashed again so like when you don't get the start out here it's just difficult and I think with these triple headers like you see the first round like people are actually able to pass but like in the end of like at the first third race everybody knows every line on the track so then it's kind of difficult and um, yeah these last two races was just uh really disappointing I like couldn't have gone much, much worse to be honest but uh yeah it is what it is and now uh, I'm on to the to the big bikes it was a bit emotional day for me but uh yeah like it's a team that I, I really like and I've been with for four years so it's it's weird not having to ride for them next year did you put any pressure on yourself coming into today obviously like last MX2 race be nice to end it with a bang like that must have gone through your head at some point so were you putting a little bit more pressure on yourself yeah, maybe a little bit. You always want to like end it off really good, but at the same time, like, like a, a, a racer always puts a lot, a lot of pressure on himself. And like, um, yeah, I'm disappointed with today, but like, I wasn't really in the championship fight like right from the beginning, so um, it's not. It's a bit disappointed, but it's not that bad, you know. Uh, you lost fifth in the championship. I think you ended up sixth. 
do you really care at all about the top five? Did, like, I don't know, do your bonuses go back to fifth? Does, did that matter? Like, does fifth matter to you at all? Uh, not really. Not really. Like, uh, for sure, it would have been nice to, like, I was pretty close to third there. After yeah, it was close. Third. Yeah, I was close to third, so that would have meant something. But, yeah, everything less than third was kind of like, yeah, it was just not my day. And then it didn't happen, like... Yeah, I'm disappointed enough already. <laughs> okay, so MX2 career's done, uh, what, four years in the class? 17? Yeah, four years in the class. Uh, looking back, is there any? Is there one season that stands out as being the most fun or the one where you were at your best? Or like, is there any races or seasons that stand out in your mind from this 250 time? Um, I think last year was really good, but like every year kind of ha- had it ups and downs for me. Like... Um, yeah, it's difficult to say. Like, I think all of them were pretty good. I was always, like, battling for podiums and stuff like that. Like, last year I was really going for that for that title. So that was, I would say, maybe my best year for sure last year. And uh, But then again, like, there's so many crashes in motocross, and I had a lot of them last year too. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's difficult to pick one. But, like, I'm, I'm happy with these four, four years. Like, I came into the class when I was, like, 19 so people thought that was pretty late already but i was like yeah i got four years and i think i did quite well in those four years and i'm guessing you're ready to move up now like today kind of sums up with your height and everything on a 250 you need to be on a 450 so i'd imagine going into another year on a 250 would be a little bit of a pain in the ass yeah yeah no i'm i'm definitely ready for 450 and to be honest like i already like had talks with with uh let's say husky like two years ago about a 450 so uh yeah the last two years I've, like when i've been on sand tracks and stuff i've been like oh i could really use a 450 around here so that's gonna be that's gonna be nice to be on one but yeah like out here on this track i was having fun on the 250 just like uh yeah things didn't come together but like most of the times i've been having fun on it look you're leaving a team you're not just leaving a team you're leaving your best friends stuff like that so was that emotional today? Obviously, like you said on last Sunday, we're not going to light Rasmus on fire. Like You're going to see him probably tomorrow and the day after that. But uh, is it emotional knowing that your time with this team, which has kind of been your entire professional career, uh, has come to an end? Yeah, for sure. It, oh, sorry. That, that emotional? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just eating dirt all day. <clears throat> no, it was emotional, actually. Like Rasmus came and gave me a hug after the race. And like, yeah, it was definitely a little bit emotional, like, I feel like uh, I know everybody in the team so well and spend a lot of time with them. So like, it's not just like, for me, it's not like I come to the I come to the truck and and pick up my bike. It's not like that. Like, I'm here together with those guys and like at the workshop and stuff like that a lot. So it's definitely, um, yeah, it's definitely a little bit weird, let's say. But I'm looking forward to what's what's to come. A lot of riders and teams are staying in Italy now to test. Your team, or your new team, obviously isn't here. So what's your plan with testing uh, from now? Are you going to have a break straight away, or are you going to test back in Belgium? Or um, Yeah, to be honest, like the plan is to test like back in Belgium and stuff, but I don't know what's going on now with the corona and, uh, and things like that. So uh, I'll just stick to the plan that they gave me, and then um, I'm going to be <coughs> riding the 450 this week. So I'm looking forward to that. That's um, It's going to be fun and, like, yeah just a weird feeling like not having to ride the 250 anymore uh one more thing obviously not only was rasmus your best friend and your team manager he was also your trainer uh ice one have their own in-house trainer tommy so from tomorrow do you just immediately go straight into tommy's program like how does that work 
Um, I don't plan on doing too much training tomorrow. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yep, <laughs> stupid question. So when do you go into Tommy's program? Because you're probably not going to be on a ride tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I'll... I don't know exactly when we start, but once I come... I'm going to take a little bit of time off, then come back to Belgium, then I'll be on that program. But, yeah, we're going to do some testing and stuff first, and, like, also physical testing with uh, Tommy. But uh, I know those two already, like, had good talks. Like, it's the MX2 and MX1 Husqvarna team, so... They already have like quite a good relationship too, and they want to get to know me also, like how um, how I am, like as a person. You know, they they did a bit of a background checkup also. So oh God, what did I find? <laughs> yeah, I hope Rasmus spoke well about me. But <laughs> no, like just like how I normally been training, yeah. like and stuff like that. So I think they know me a bit better than I that uh, like nearly better than I know myself, maybe. Yeah, Adam Sterry, MXGP of uh, Garda Trentino. Up and down day for you. First moto, really good again. Actually, better than Wednesday, I would say. Uh, second moto, not so good. We don't agree. <laughs> uh, thoughts on your day as a whole? It's a podcast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> always podcasts. That's how this works. Really yeah, the podcasts are much more fun when everyone's a bit drunk. Um, no, yeah. Solid, solid first race. Uh, I got a pretty decent start. Um, actually rode a bit tight, to be honest. Had a bit of arm pump and... Uh, we got to a stage now where if I have quite a bad race then I still ended up finishing 12th so um, that was a positive um, second race we had a bit of a, a problem we had to swap bikes on the sighting lap and um, yeah didn't get a great start went down on the first lap and managed to come back to 19th I think so not the second race I wanted but um, riding wasn't too bad it's just difficult to pass I and I was quite I was quite uh, far behind so uh, yeah Solid. Uh, I'd say I'm happy with how we ended the season with the last with the last two races for sure. It gives a good uh, gives us a good something to build on into the off season and uh, yeah, start testing it next week. So happy with that. Uh, when you have to switch bikes before the motor like that, is it how strange is it for you out of a scale of one to ten? Like, is it a completely different thing? Is there some kind of sense of um, familiar familiarity for that word? Yeah, definitely. Like your main race bike is like. Yeah, it's another part of your body you're so used to it and when you jump on a spare bike it just feels doesn't feel like your bike so there's a few differences but um, yeah that's not the reason I just went down on the first lap and was quite far behind so track difficult to pass on I managed to get back to 19th made a few passes and uh, actually closed into the gap I think to 15th but yeah just couldn't pass pass the, the guys in front as they got faster so kind of ran out of time there but yeah like I said I'm excited for the off season and uh, yeah <laughs> uh, I think first moto was really good I don't really understand why you're not so stoked on it like you move forward you kind of chased after the top 10 rather than sta- uh, starting there and being pushed around a little bit like you were going towards it like I thought that was better yeah that's my second best result but yeah but I, the riding like yeah, you were going towards the top 10 like that was I felt like that was clear improvement yeah the, 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 the first half of the race was alright but whoa let the gas off Wow, this is dangerous. Yeah, my girlfriend just got whiskey throttle on the pit bike in case uh, people listening to the podcast don't know what's going on. I almost died. <laughs> Jesus, I saw Jesus. Well, this is an interesting podcast. I'm I want to just get out of here, to be honest. Come on, talk a bit. Yeah, you're going to beer later. Where, uh, I don't think I'm doing too bad. No, like you said, uh, I-, I was quite happy with the riding. It's just that Guio was going quite fast and he was riding quite nice and I was trying to keep up with him. Made a few mistakes, ended up getting tight, so... I feel like top 10 was possible in that first moto if I, ro- if I rode like I should and um, yeah that's what we all feel but 
it is what it is and um, like I said something to build on for the off season Do you feel like your problems in the second moto were karma for completely screwing me over on Instagram yesterday uh, no I, I do I do I, well I feel like you got a lot of media attention from on. it I think we're going to order some gear and I think and I, be a video soon. I think we need to carry on and I think a lot of people want to see you ride and see how you use them three fingers on the you point. took the photo at the wrong point I'd literally just put my hand on there I wasn't set up yet I think we're you didn't give me a chance now, I had a lot of comments saying yes so did I funnily enough <laughs> <laughs> saying they want to see you ride so um, I think I think that'll get a lot of views I reckon well, Conrad reckons I'm now going to go to his track and ride, so I don't, I've got I've got a few appointments lined up. So you don't you, you don't want to go to Conrad's track. I've never been there, but you don't want to go there. You be, better off going Mill Lane or or Cheddar or something Gunner. like that. Gunner yeah. would be good. I don't know what's clo- what's what is your closest track? Uh, Mill Lane, Gunner. Mill Lane. Yeah. I'd, I'd like. I'm a bit of a. I've I've spun some laps around Mill Lane. If you ever need some line advice, etc. I can tell you what the B group people were doing back I, in the day. I'd like to see you ride Mill Lane, I'll be honest. So. I can do Mill Lane. Mill Lane's a good trap for right, me. We need to get... get, time. We'll get we hey, need, we're actually having an end of season ride with all the mechanics, everyone. You're invited. We I, need, I, I politely, I politely <laughs> deny your invite. We, we need to get Sean and uh, Wes to film you on a day riding at Mill Lane. I think uh, we'll that, needs to be the, that needs to be the next MX Vice poll. Okay. I'm going to ignore that because that ain't happening. So we're just going to push that to one side. Uh, last thing. Last thing. Testing. Are you staying in Italy? Going back to the UK? Like, where are you going to be based for the next week or so? Uh, I'm going to go back to the UK. Then I'm going to come back to Belgium uh, probably next week. For uh, are you even able to do that? Like seriously? Uh, don't know. I've Should not, I not mention I, that? Is that like in case border controls listening? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I've not been stopped yet. So. Uh, We'll see. I've got an exemption letter from the ACU as well.